Welcome to the Better Births, Better Babies podcast, where we help you reclaim the confidence and assurance that you need to thrive in motherhood. On this podcast, we're having authentic conversations among sisters and friends about raising our babies, because we believe life is fuller and more rich when you live and learn in community. So grab your earbuds and some coffee and listen while you tackle your to-do list. Let's get started. everyone welcome back to the show Um, we are excited to be here with you today so we're talking about um, okay well disclaimer if you are in the car right now driving carpool little kids just know that we're gonna use body parts so maybe you do maybe you don't want to have that conversation we'll leave that up to you so if you want to pause right now and come back to it later there you go which I also think people probably know that by now okay yeah but I'm just saying you never know (laughs) Well, I did just remember the fact that we're going to title this episode, How to Take Care of Your Vagina After Giving Birth, so you probably should have figured it out before you hit play. But anyway, moving on. Today, we are talking about the vagina, and we are specifically going to be talking about how to care for your vagina after giving birth, and so this is definitely geared towards um, moms who have vaginal deliveries, but we'll talk a little bit about C-section moms as well. So and this is just an overview. Like there's a, there's just a lot to learn here. We're going to talk about tools to help your, your um, journey. Yeah. <laughs> Some yes. things that you can purchase and. Yeah. So first of all, let's just talk about the fact that um, essentially after you have a baby, it's like your period comes back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. So let's start there with just talking uh, talking about postpartum bleeding and preparing all the women out there who thought after the baby came, you'd have a little bit of spotting and then you'd move on. Yeah, that's just not true. Um, it's like all your periods <laughs> that you missed are all combined into one. That's yeah. Death period. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually probably more accurate. Honestly, I felt like my last period was a death period, so I can't imagine. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it. you bleed pretty heavily. I think that there's like a lot of details we're going to try to just this one's literally we're going to have to skim the surface because yeah for sure um but yes join our community yes (laughs) and we like the goal is that we were are going to offer information about like specifics and health concerns and when to be worried and when not to be worried and all of that jazz but like we're just going to talk about the fact that you do bleed after you after you have a baby and you bleed very heavily for the first week and then after that first week you can expect to bleed anywhere between I don't know, I would say anywhere between four and eight weeks, depending on the okay. person that you are. And that that's not heavy that whole time. It's, right. It's it more spotting later, off. but you have to be prepared to be wearing something. Um, and on that note, I don't know if you've done this before or not, but you are not supposed to be wearing tampons. Like your body needs to flush and get yes. rid of. And so pads are your no option. No diva cups. No diva cups, no tampons, no nothing up in there. You need to have everything coming out which yeah. is not my fa- uh, not my favorite. Okay, so <laughs> I want to say something and then ask a question before we jump into like um tools and techniques. So first of all, I think the biggest thing that we want to bring your attention to right off the bat is that you need to be resting during this mm-hmm. time. It is really important 
to not be running around the house, unload the dishwasher, yeah. walking the dog, you know, and you're taking bleeding out the trash. actually will pick up, not always, but at times your bleeding will increase when you're doing too much. Yeah, so yeah. that's a great place to watch <laughs> yeah. if you already have a kid or two around the house and you're just working in instinct mode. I mean, and you, you start to get to that place. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned before in another video, like you're recovering from, like Bas- major, surgery, major, like body yeah. trauma to some degree. Okay, and then Especially the question. Okay, that's the question that I wanted to ask. Is there a difference in vaginal delivery, postpartum bleeding, and C-section delivery, postpartum bleeding? Obviously, not like discomfort, but I'm just talking about like actual bleeding. Not. Really, from what I've heard. I mean, I I, like, I think what's really hard and what's a challenge here is every woman, if their, if their journey was pretty uncomfortable or uneventful and pretty comfortable, I don't want to say comfortable, but feels pretty normal. They believe that that's what's normal. So if you only bled for three or four weeks, you think, oh, it's normal for women to bleed for three or four weeks. And the worst thing you can do is to go to a friend who's like, oh my gosh, it's eight weeks and I'm still bleeding and be like, oh my gosh, like you need to go ask for help. You know, I think that's some of the things that get us into trouble, but it ultimately your uterus has to clamp down and needs to expel all of that and kind of figure out what the new normal is. And there's just a lot going on in there. So yeah, that's really good. Okay. So first up, you already kind of mentioned this, so we'll just talk about it really quick. Pads are the only option you cannot mm-hmm. use tampons or period panties yeah you cannot use okay, hannah with the <laughs> hannah with the option you do have an option here but <laughs> not <laughs> yeah no diva cups you cannot shove anything you should up not there you put yourself at a very high risk of getting uh, having other complications so yeah don't so do let's talk about um sarah's favorite things of yes. course okay i should say this i want to put a quick exception quote unquote okay. to the rule if you're swimming or you're, it's summertime, and, like, there are circumstances where for a very short amount of time, you could put it, like, you're not bleeding heavily enough. You're, it's like period bleeding. So, you know, obviously not the first couple weeks. <laughs> but what I, I'm saying is, like, like, okay, I know. What I'm, I'm saying is that, like, three or four yes. weeks, don't take this as, like, I am not allowed to put a tampon up there. Like, like for a few hours. For a few hours, if you want to go to the pool and you're feeling okay enough, you're bleeding like you're on your period for but pretty much a is your vagina two. not like still a little bigger than normal at three to four weeks? No, everything shrinks like back pretty super, quickly. Super <laughs> <plus>. <laughs> no, like within, I would say with like external size, within like a day or two, everything is back to normal size. Really? Oh, okay. Yes. Actually, it's bruised. Surprised. It's bruised, but like everything is back to where it normally needs to be for sure. Did you say within two days? Yeah, I mean, That's like, so not enough where, like, a tampon would fall out. Oh, yeah. I see like, what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, so, I, didn't, I didn't know. I mean, yeah. shoot, 10 centimeters is big. I'm it, just checking. It is. I mean, yeah. So, okay. anyways, I put that in there because I just don't want people to be like, I cannot go swimming because I was told to never put anything up there. So... That's not a... Okay, so because Hannah brought up the period panties, <laughs> she's going to tell you about the panty options. Yes. They all have to be... underwear. Yeah. They all have to be wet. Some of them have to be with pads. Still the pads. Yeah, the pad and the thing. And all and the things. <laughs> all the thing. Put them all on there. <laughs> yeah, you want to use old underwear. You don't want You don't want to use underwear that you love. That's no. not good. Buy and all of those, panties. too, are some, are some options. Like... 
Mesh underwear are great. Um, If you don't use the mesh underwear, use your old period panties that are... You I know, think have good uh, one of the brands called Thinks. We're not sponsored by any of these. But, <laughs> but, yeah, you can use certain things that are of, but like it's that. Like absorbent, but, but I'm sure that's more just for periods. But you could probably use those later on. And then you said mesh undies, and then you could use Depends. I know a lot of people, people like who that. like them for the first week or so if when the bleeding is the heavy. If you mesh undies, do you put a pad in there? Yes, you do okay, put a pad in there. So okay. mesh undies are not the same as the like the disposable underwear things. Yes, they kind of are the same. Mesh undies okay. and disposable underwear are kind of interchangeable. The oh, mesh yeah. ones are what you get from, from the, the hospital. hospital. Yeah. Disposable underwear sometimes can cross between a Depends and just mesh. a mesh undie. Mm-hmm. That sounds really bad, but you literally can go online and like there's a plethora. Yeah, um, which we have some And like, ask for more before you leave the hospital. That's one thing. It's like just in general, ask for everything that you can get because you can get some... I guess too. I put it. I put an alternative to the mesh underwear because some people find that to be very itchy. So like, I liked the mesh underwear because I would put a pad in it depending on how much I was bleeding, and I could change the pad out. And at the end of twenty four hours, I would just throw the mesh undies in, in the garbage. Right. Yeah. Um. And so the the idea is that with your period underwear, you would do the same. Yeah. You that would makes wear sense. them for twenty four hours, mm-hmm. but the the cloth and the fabric is cotton. Yeah. Not. And mesh. you probably will have to go through a few like. I, just in general, like at a baseline, am very, very sweaty and hot at night. So I would probably need a different night option than like a stuffy, And that would be the moisture wicking. Yes. Yeah. I wore Depends for one night because I was like, these things are thick and I don't want to like you don't ble- have to bleed on that. my sheets. Yeah. And they did hold everything in, but I was sweating because you sweat a lot after having a baby. And so... Yeah, and the other thing I put on here, too, was high-waisted underwear. Just because some women, if you've got some extra disposable income and you're looking for some, like, underwear that keep it all in, just go online and buy a pack of five that you might... You have granny panties that look comfy, that are cotton, and just... Put the money out for Let's it. Don't wear the mesh undies. Let's just talk really quick, really fast. This is a caveat about how if you think that you are leaving that hospital or, I don't know, maybe you have your baby at home or bring to whatever. After that baby comes out, your belly is not flat. No. No. And so you, you might still look about six support. months pregnant. Six yeah. or seven months pregnant mm-hmm. is what you typically leave the hospital looking like. So it's nice to have some high-waisted panties. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about like vaginal care as far as like hygiene and even going to the bathroom you know something that I think about which I think maybe this is where like the peri bottle comes in but Mm -hmm. if I just had a baby and I'm sore down there or if I have any stitches or anything like the idea of taking toilet paper and like rubbing my vagina just sounds like I'd rather not do almost I'd rather probably run a mile after having a baby than do that so tell me a little bit about just like hygiene stuff and yeah that was going to be my first like don't do yeah like, okay. don't take <laughs> don't take paper like no toilet paper nothing down there just like leave that part air alone dry. you want air drying you want water um peri bottles are what they'll send you home with it's basically literally just a like a hand squeeze yeah. bottle with a with a cap on it um I linked one on the article that's really great that's like an upside down one so you don't have to look like you're doing acrobatics on the toilet. Oh, yeah. Because the peri bottles, literally, you have to like turn them upside down. And then if you like 
spray it up on you. It's a little like well, bidet like, which that, is shocking. And the one that you had was the like it the Frida one. Yes, it was so weird because the like the the, the actual nozzle would like not be flush to the thing. Yeah, well, yeah. It, I mean, it's it just bent, has a, so. it has a bent neck on it, so you yeah. can hold it up between yeah. your legs. I did not try Sarah's Perry bottle. I just saw it next to the toilet. Okay, everyone, don't be weird. But anyways, yes, Perry bottles like that are awesome, but you don't have to have that. Like a lot of this stuff, you can choose to put the money out for, mm-hmm. or you can just be like, I'm gonna be cheap, and yeah. I totally feel you. If you're gonna be cheap, I am. I am right there with you. Before I left the hospital, I was like, my nurse, her name was Pam, and I knew her, and I was like, Pam. Put as many mesh undies, put as many peri bottles, put all the things in that bag for me. And then Pam would be like, okay, ask your next nurse too. And I'd be like, all right, good idea. So they. <laughs> oh they, my gosh. That's so funny. That's <laughs> actually is a good tip. Shift if you're not to happens. leave and it's like the night. Oh, before. you're new. Excuse me. Yeah. Yes. I, I heard they had mesh undies here. <laughs> can I get find more mine. pads? Okay, oh, hey, can I ask a question really quick? Um, I, I don't know. This might sound weird, but, like, people do it with babies, so I'm sure there's an area where it's acceptable for moms. If you do happen to, like, have any stitches down there, should you, like, when you say air dry, like, I know this is going to sound weird, but would it actually be a good idea mm-hmm. to, like, put a chucks pad under you and just lay spread eagle and let some air get through there? Hey, friends. We are taking a quick break to tell you about the Better Births, Better Babies community. Inside, you'll find resources that expand on many of the topics we discuss on the show and an encouraging, active community of mamas who are just trying to figure this parenting thing out, too. Go to betterbirthsbetterbabies.com and click join now to start your free 14 days. That's betterbirthsbetterbabies.com. We'll see y'all inside. Yeah, so yeah, so I actually experienced a lot of pain um, with some of my stitches, and I just felt like they were taking a long time to heal. So I kid you not, this is going to be a visual for your arm. <laughs> I can't oh, believe gosh. it. But I literally, like, there was a few times where I felt like I needed to, like, air it out. So I yeah. did sit in front of a fan on low for just, like, a, a few minutes. And yeah. that literally did wonders. I'm not kidding you. And sometimes it just needs to, wounds have to go through that full cycle of, like, you know, being moist yeah. and then drying and then kind of moistening yeah. again well, to, like, really kind of... Like- help heal if you themselves. are someone who has stitches down there and you're wearing these depends at night or during the day like there has to be time where the yeah. vagina just sees the light of day I mean, it's and the, the fresh air it's kind of, yeah with like with babies. Diaper rash. Yeah. yeah that's what I was, I was gonna say because it's like they actually say it's best to leave it open to air for like mm-hmm. 30 minutes at a time if you can yeah so it, yeah yeah, open to air is just the best option. All right, what else you got for hygiene? Healing. And healing, yes. We're going to, well, you could do SIDS baths, which they'll probably tell you how to do at the hospital, but you... I linked one on this article, too. I did not have one of these, and I kind of wish I did. It's, like, the same idea as a peri bottle. If you have a bidet, that's even better, but, like, that sprays water on your bum. If people don't know about it, we don't use them in America very often. Bum. But this you can sits buy bath, like a bidet attachment on yes, Amazon. Yes, and this sits bath that's on here is a very like inexpensive aren't there way. Ones that go in the yes, toilet? this yeah. one sits but in the can... toilet, and so if you don't have a bath, a real sit, old fashioned sits bath. When someone tells you this, you fill 
your bathtub with a few inches of water. Yeah, this and is you the way literally you can do it. Sit in it. Your grandma's going to tell you yes. to go sit in the tub, and you're going to say, "But grandma, look, I got this thing for the toilet." Yes, like, and the oh, sits bath oh, can I've go. I've never seen that before. <laughs> it didn't have these when I was having babies. So the sits bath can go in the toilet seat, and the one that I linked on there actually has. This sounds really weird, but it has a pump that you can like squeeze, and it will spray water up there to flush. Yeah. So sits baths, I would recommend. When you maybe do the number two and you need like a really good I feel like I need one of these after an orange Siri workout. Just (laughs) flush things out down there. Tell me a little more about Epsom salts. Like why are they such a fad after having Yeah, so sitz baths, if you dump some Epsom salts in your sitz bath, that's great. But also I would highly encourage you to just to take a bath with them. It really helps with bruising and sore muscles. And so what is bruised and sore, but everything down there. So it really actually helps with healing and flushes and kind of pulls toxins out. And it moves... Um, it just allows your muscles to like relax. That's what magnesium does. And so it, it, it allows your body to pull a lot of that like stuff back into the bloodstream yeah. and heal very quickly. So unscented. Epsom yes. Salt. I yes. put that, I tagged that on there. No scented, like it, that, that's just going to aggravate everything down there. So I mean, anything really like even for your baby or for you, just unscented is the best better. option. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you wrote also burn spray. I didn't read any of this after it. Yeah. How would you put burn spray? In so here? I was given Dermaplast, which is what I like linked on there. And for your first couple of pee, times you pee, it does burn and it can burn. And so like... Even for like C-section moms? No, mostly with stitches and just like... Gotcha. Just a little, like you can have abrasions in there too. Yeah. And just soreness. And so... Because your baby's born with fingernails. Well, Sometimes. that does not come. That's not where the abrasions come. <laughs> but that would be <laughs> good, good. Good offer. I'm just like clawing. <laughs> okay. Bad visual. The burn spray is not that remi- for Wait, wait, wait. That reminds me clawing. of that Juno movie. What does she say in Juno? I don't know. Oh, gosh. We're going to have to look this up. But Dermaplast is essentially for like, like it does burn after, like even after you pee, it can be helpful because it just is sore. So you spray the dermaplast spray down there. Um, but either I would recommend before using some type of healing spray. So yeah. if you have spray aloe, um, I linked a really awesome one that we, that I love from earth mama that has witch hazel. And is it, I think it's, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Candelula or something like that. There's a ton of evidence-based research that says that aloe and I, I've never been able to say that word. Yeah. Um, oh. The ha- that they heal a lot better. Um, so using all of that with the dermaplast and the Epsom salts, these are all treatments that you can be using to help heal things more quickly. This is the Juno quote. Oh, I yeah. wonder if the baby's class could scratch your vag on the way out. <laughs> yes. There you go. I knew there was something <laughs> about that. Okay, so last thing I think on healing that I want to touch on is the... Um, ice packs. So I know that you specifically ordered like these reusable ice mm-hmm. packs off Amazon where they were essentially like crack you would crack them and they would get cold and they were kind of wrapped in gauze. So mm-hmm. you would just throw them in your underwear and then when you were done, toss them out. Right. So those are really nice and that's what you're probably going to get at any hospital that you go to. They're supplied by a medical company. And so um, they're very expensive, not very expensive. They're just pretty expensive. They're about a dollar an ice pack, which, you know, you can run through them pretty quickly and they stay cold for about 15 minutes, which is 
that's about the time you want to hold ice down there. You want to do it in cycles of 15 or 20 minutes and then you want to give yourself a break. Yeah. But I always say as long as you're awake or you're thinking about it, put some ice on there, run the cycle and then take it off. Yeah. Um, And then about an hour later, do it again. And an hour later, do it again. Um, But the ice is what really helps like regulate that blood flow by Mm -hmm. reducing the swelling and getting blood to like the blood more effectively can flow to the area for healing. So the more that you stick to these things and create a routine out of all of these things, the more quickly you're going to see results, the better you're going to feel, the faster you'll feel better. So yeah, that's really great. Okay. So one other thing you put on here that I thought was amazing was, um, using the boppy Mm, as a way to like relieve pressure. So or pillows or yeah. blanket or whatever. You want to just yeah. kind of touch on like why yeah, so that's the, good? Yeah, so boppies are like phenomenal tools for car rides with a new mom. Like if you are even four weeks postpartum and you're still kind of sore down there and you got to go somewhere, like grab your boppy and have it to sit in the car. Um, it just helps give like less pressure on that place that's trying to heal and relieves pressure from that center place center point. But like I said, you can also roll up a blanket and kind of yeah. create There's donut seats you can buy too or online um, that are made out of foam that you can sit on, but the boppy is usually just hanging around the house. And so like if you're, why not just sit on it on the couch? So that's yeah. a really cool idea. Are there any other, like, good positions that you should, like, just everyday life, like, how should you sit, lay down, whatever? Yeah, so some moms really do have more issues than others, and that's, like, a thing they have to put their mind to is just, like, they don't feel like they can sit. They can do everything but sit. And so um, I highly recommend, like, I this I don't think this is ironic, but babies new babies breastfeed best in the laying down or reclined positions so we'll go over those in our community if you want to know what those look like or what those are um that will be in there at some point but basically lying down on your side and breastfeeding your infant while they're lying down next to you um parallel to you so um that would be the lying position and then reclining would kind of be with your pressure off of your like pelvis area and kind of more reclined onto the back of your hips um, or your sacrum on the couch. And the baby literally is laying on you stomach to stomach and they're breastfeeding that way. Those all get pressure off of your perineum and actually your baby typically enjoys breastfeeding in those positions better than all of the other things we see more frequently where mom is sitting upright and baby is feeding cross cradle or football hold, which those are fine, but on your stomach, you can lay on your stomach now. I mean, your boobs might be kind of hurting, so put a put a put a pillow under your belly to kind mm-hmm. of offload the pressure on your breasts. Um, on your sides, though, on your back, even, um, and with in all of this, just healing in general. I had so many people, and a really awesome nurse told me this before I left. She said, "If you can sit, you need to sit." If you can recline, you need to recline. And if you can lay down flat, you need to lay down flat. Because if you're laying down flat, there's just something that happens in your body. Your body's able to, like, simulate parts of rest. Mm -hmm. If you're not able to sleep, that's okay. Yeah. So I think that, like, I just want to say that to people where it's like, if you're resting in a chair, 
lay down on the couch. Like your body will heal much more quickly in that vertical position. It's best to be laying. It's best to be laying. Recline if you can't recline. The other way around. Sure. Yeah. 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 So um, those are some good things to just let them roll through your mind as you're trying to heal yourself and take care of yourself. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you guys. I've definitely learned a little bit that I can store away for the possible future, but thanks for uh, all of your insight and for sharing your own personal experiences because we were well we were actually with sarah right after she had her baby so living with her so we know a little bit about it yeah <laughs> but not everything yeah it's better you than me at this point <laughs> um awesome well thank you guys so much i hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next week Hey y'all, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as we did. We would love to meet you inside our community. So head on over to betterbirthsbetterbabies.com to join. You'll immediately be welcomed into an amazing group of like-minded mamas and you'll be inspired and encouraged in your own motherhood journey. We'll see you there.